This is part two of Surrendered for the Gospel with Brian and Andrea Reyes. Please listen to part one first. Another friend, Daniel, wanted to ask, what's one scripture you hold on to during a hard season on the field? Wow. So Philippians 4, um, starting in verse 6, you know, like this is Paul writing to the Church of Philippi. And just a little bit of background, right? He's uh, writing from uh, from jail, right? Like he, he he's writing in, in one of his lowest like times here on earth, like, you know, uh, being imprisoned and all. And now he's going to like write some encouragement to the church of uh, Philippi. And uh, uh, here in uh, chapter four, verse six, he says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, right? That's like, for me, that's the key, like with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, right? Like just that that first exhortation man be anxious for nothing right like that that's so true you can apply that to anywhere like any any area of life like just walking through the day uh you know just it, like just silly example let's say you're walking through the day and like your shoe gets wet and you know how when your sock gets wet like it's just like oh man it's over like your socks wet for the rest of the day like little things like that like don't be anxious right um but you know, it also applies to like harder stuff, right? Like, you know, there's just moments where, where it's going to seem like everyone around you is opposed to you. Um, But God is calling us to not be anxious, right? Um, But in everything, right? This, this, but in everything, and now by prayer and supplication, right? We have our father in heaven who we can reach out to, like, we we should pray to him, we should call out to him. And he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna reply. This is what he replies. Well, you know, the key, like I said, with Thanksgiving, when you pray to him, you have to be thankful for all the things he's done. You have to be thankful for his faithfulness. You know, you have to be thankful for everything that he's provided in your life. Let your request be made known to God, right? And this is how he replies with his peace and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, right? This peace, we we don't understand it sometimes, you know, this peace, it's like, like, why, why do I have peace in my heart right now when all these things are like, you know, going wrong around me? Well, it's gonna it's gonna this is what it what it does it surpasses all understanding it will guard your hearts and minds to christ jesus right it's gonna help us to keep our faith going um so yeah that that's you know one scripture that like you know from the first time i read it like i've just held on to it and i keep holding on to it and i keep returning back to it um yeah that's good (laughs) for me i i always come back to proverbs 3 verses 5 and 6 Mm. trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths so when i'm in when i find myself in you know a, a difficult season i just have to keep reminding myself like trust in the lord you know even though it doesn't seem like things are gonna get better like just keep acknowledging him he's gonna direct my paths and then I I always just remind myself too like how far he's brought me and yeah and I need to not give up and not lose faith that he's gonna bring me to the end right Um, and then another one I'm not gonna read it because it's long but Hebrews chapter 11 is really good you know it, it just it talks about the faith of um so just many old testament so, saints yes yeah. the old testament saints like 
Abraham and Moses and and Enoch and yeah you should just read all of that you know um let me see yeah I love especially Hebrews 11 verses verse starting in verse 13 these all died in faith not having received the promises but having seen them afar off were assured of them embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth I love that like just having their example and seeing like all the the struggles they went through but you know they kept their eyes on the end like trusting that in God's promises so yeah they held on to a promise that they hadn't seen come true yet in their lifetime and so since we have seen the fulfillment of all that how much more responsible are we to go and share the good news you know yeah. it's very convicting um i love that chapter too um and daniel's second question he asked has anything changed in your relationship with christ since being on the mission field and sharing the gospel to people who didn't know the name of jesus before if anything i've been more dependent on him um in how i share the gospel with people like um just especially because the region that we're going to be going to um like I, I mentioned before, it, it is illegal to to share about Jesus and the Bible with with those that have, you know, the Islamic faith. So, you know, with that, I mean, obviously, we're still called to share, you know, um, but we're going to be need to be like a lot more dependent on him, I think. Um I've, I've just been thinking of John chapter 10, you know, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and they know me. And I've just been praying like, God, help me to know your voice more because I, I don't just want to carelessly share with everyone because we kind of have to be careful because there are, um, you know, secret, secret police, police and yeah. stuff. And there there is that that danger of, you know, what if I accidentally share with the wrong person and they they turn us in and we get kicked out of the country yeah so um yeah i guess it's changed my relationship with christ by just needing to to be more sensitive to his voice seeing my need for that and just praying for that yeah Yeah, uh I, i think i could say the same for me uh just that dependence on on jesus right um just in everything that you do and um you know going back to like those hard times like just you need jesus like if your relationship with jesus isn't strong then like it it can easily crumble like when when those hard times come you know when the darts from the enemy come then like if you can't pick up your shield then like you know like what are you gonna do like they're just gonna attack you and you're gonna be struck down and you're just gonna you know be be easily tossed um but yeah, you have to, you have to have a, a firm relationship with Jesus. So I, like I said, um, if anything has changed then yeah, it's definitely like just recognizing um, just how much more dependent we ought to be on, on Christ. Yeah. I wanted to ask you guys, why do you think it is so difficult for us in the States to share about the gospel on a regular basis to non-believers and how would you encourage us to live life on an urgent mission for Christ? I think it's just difficult, like I said in the beginning, because it's kind of awkward. Like it's it's really hard to approach a stranger. Um, but you know, aside from that, it's like 
all right, like, are you living, like I said, Romans 116, are you living that out? Like, are you, are you ashamed of the gospel? If you are, then, you know, bring that to God and, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna help you through that. But uh, like I said, it's, it's just awkward. It's, it's um, to, to talk to, to strangers, um, you know, like in Mexico, like you, you can just say hi to anyone anywhere. Like you have to say hi if you don't, and you're, and you're kind of being rude actually. Like, so whenever you enter into like a room, you just have to say buenos dias, buenas tardes. Like you have to, you know, give that initial greeting <clears throat> and then everybody replies. Right. Um, and here it's not really like that here. It's like, all right, I'm going to drive somewhere. I'm going to leave my car. I'm going to enter the door. I'm not going to make eye contact with anyone. And then I'm just going to order my thing, leave. Um, but like, you know, we, we, we can break that, like that, that, uh, norm we can break those customs right <clears throat> let's uh let's uh be be kind to people let's uh you know just uh radiate uh jesus and uh yeah you'll you'll find that like when you when you break the ice like when you break that like first awkwardness then it's really easy uh just ask questions get to know them make make friends um and yeah that's how uh that's that's sorry, I'm reading the question. That's how I can encourage you uh, a little bit more to, to just be more open about sharing the gospel and, um, you know, ask the, those hard questions. Like, like, do you know what the gospel is or like, what, what, what's, what's, what do you believe is for us after, you know, death and stuff like that? Yeah. For me personally, it is difficult sometimes to share the gospel with non-believers um, just because there's that fear. Like, mm. what if they don't want to hear it or what what would I say if they asked me this or this or this sometimes it's just that fear that's keeping me um from sharing the gospel with them but how would you encourage us to live life on an urgent mission for Christ um just remembering that he could come back at any time right and yeah that usually gets me going (laughs) just remembering that he could come at any time and um yeah just I don't know when I when I think of my my unbelieving family you know those that I love like I'm always praying for them and um just praying that they would come to repentance and believe right um but with with those that we don't know you know it's it should be the same like they could be our friends and our family and yeah, when you just stop and think about like if the Lord returned, I we shouldn't want anyone to to be without Christ mm-hmm. when he does. I don't know. I, that that helps yeah. me like to live urgently, just remembering that he can come and and thinking of my my family. Yeah, she she brings up a really good point like just uh th- remembering that you know, the return of Christ is like imminent, right? It's coming. Um, I actually, last week I, I gave a message on that, like just, uh, uh, it was on second Peter or sorry, first Peter chapter two, uh, verses 11 through, um, 12. It was just, uh, two verses. Uh, let me read it real quick. It says, uh, beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims abstain from fleshly lusts, which war against the soul, having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, which they observe glorify God in the day of visitation. And, you know, just real quick, like, like live your life as if Jesus is returning like today, like tomorrow isn't promised. Right. And even if he doesn't come like you, life is so short. yeah, life is short. 
Um, so just live your life every day, right? And then I, I love how Peter uh, just recognizes that, right? Like he, he says, sojourners and pilgrims, right? Like we don't belong here. This isn't our home. We're just here for some time. Um, so, you know, what does that, what does that mean for us? Well, abstain from fleshly lust, right? Like live a holy life before God. Uh, like don't waste your time with anything else. Don't let, don't waste your time, uh, you know, like with sin, don't, don't waste your time with anything that isn't for the kingdom of God. Right. Um, and then, you know, those things, they were against the soul. Uh, but then verse 12, having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, right? Like in everything that you do, like live your life in a way that they're going to be able to see Jesus. Like, this is how you live your life in an urgent mission for Christ, right? Like live a holy life. Remember that as you live, people are going to watch, like no matter what you do, people are always going to be watching you. Um, and, you know, let them see who Jesus is. Right. And then, uh, you know, with that, like, obviously a part of that is like going and sharing the gospel, right? Like, you know, Matthew uh, chapter 28 verses 19 and 20 isn't just for the disciples of Jesus. Uh, like, you know, those, those 12, it's for everyone. It's for all disciples of Jesus. This is for all believers, you know, our life, our, our, sorry, our goal in life is to be faithful to, to do what Jesus has called us to do, right? Like, you know, back to what I shared, like, it's not to have that tally mark. It's to be able to, um, you know, just say like, you know, I, I was faithful. I shared the gospel. Like I did what God called me to do. And yeah, obviously uh, another aspect of that is uh, making disciples. Uh, I think there's a question about that, right? Um, making disciples versus, yeah. So we can, yeah, the next question um, is Jesus doesn't say to go and make new converts nor go and make new believers, but Matthew 28, 19, and, or yeah, 19 and 20, I'll just read it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'll start in verse 18. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. And so what does it, what does it look like for us to make disciples and when you're serving on missions and what does that look like in America to make disciples? Yeah. So, you know, I just kind of shared a little bit about like what it is to live your life among non-believers and stuff like that. Um, so obviously when you share the gospel, you know, Jesus teaches about like the different uh, uh, soils, like, you know, some of them, the the, the rocks are going to, you know, not allow the, the root to grow. Some of them, the thorns are going to choke them out. Some of them are going to be by the wayside, right? And the birds are going to come and pick them, uh, pick them up. But then that good soil, that good like ground where like the seed falls, it makes its root, it starts to sprout up. And then like, you know, it has enough roots for like the sun to not like burn it up. It has enough water. It just, it's, it's good. You know, when you come to the soil, then you have to tend it, right? It takes time. Like I have a, a lime tree um, back in my parents' house. And I remember um, it came to us and it was dead. Like there was like two lines on it, but they were like rot- rotting already. So I had to like pick them out and uh, just kind of like water it, bring it back to life. And it's like, this is what you have to do when the, when the good seed uh, falls or sorry, when that seed falls on the good soil, right? You have to tend it. You have to take care of it. You have to water it. You have to make sure it gets enough sunlight. You have to, you know, uh, once it starts growing up and, you know, getting bigger, you have to prune it so that like the fruit comes. And um, yeah, that, that's exactly what it's like um, when when you see somebody come to Christ. You you have to be able to, to 
bring them under your wing, you could say, and just disciple them, show them the word of God, show them, uh, you know, the truth uh, of the word of God, teach them and teach them to then go and do the same. They have to go and make disciples, right? They have to um, go and disciple more people. Um, Do you have anything to say about that? Yeah, I just, I think of how Jesus discipled his 12, you know, for three years. And then I also think of um, Paul taking Timothy under his wing. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it, it didn't just stop at, um, you know, sharing yeah. the gospel, which, yeah, it didn't just stop there, right? But it's, you know, taking someone through the scriptures because the word of God is what has the power to change and um, just living life with them. You know, if you are living surrendered to the Lord and are abiding in him, um, then, you know, if you take them alongside you and do life with them, they're going to see that example, mm-hmm. um, you know, how to live uh, walking with the, with the Lord and then also teaching them through the word. Yeah. yeah. Um, the question says something about like, you know, it's not go and make new believers. And that's so true. It's, uh, you know, just kind of back to what I was sharing about the seeds. It's like, sure, you might have somebody like spring up with joy, but then what about when the cares of life come? Like, you know, they're just going to go away or, you know, um, it's like you have to uh, just start them from the beginning and build that biblical foundation in their lives. You have to uh, show them the word of God. And then the question also says, like, what does that look like in, on the mission field? What does that look like in America? It's very similar. You know, th- th- this is just a foundational truth of life. Like it doesn't change. You have to, um, you know, just teach them what it's like to walk with God this is what it is to make a disciple, right? Um, This is also, you know, as believers, like we have to find younger believers uh, and bring them, you know, along with us, show them what it's like uh, to, to walk with God. And, you know, that's one of my favorite things to do whenever I, um, I see somebody that's a younger believer. I'm just like, Hey dude, let's go. Like, I just, I literally like grab them by the hand and I just kind of like, um, uh, like help, help them to walk along with like whatever I'm doing, you know, just, um, really quick example there's a one of my good friends uh you know I met him at church and uh somebody brought him to me uh and I thought like you know they were friends or something like that like it was in the middle of like all that COVID stuff so like um he just he was like hey Brian I want you to meet somebody so I I met him and I was like hey how you doing I got his phone number and then like I thought they knew each other really well so I invited him to like get some food with me just so I can get to know this guy a little bit better and as we're talking, I'm like, so like, how do you know so-and-so? And he's like, I, I don't know him. He just kind of like met me that day. And I was like, oh, okay, weird. But anyway, um, uh, fast forward, right? Like this guy, he, uh, I just really started uh, building that relationship with him. I started, um, you know, he had certain struggles or whatever, like just insecurities within him and like just the word of God, like showing him the word of God and showing, like encouraging him through that. Uh, you know, just to be able to see how much growth has been in his life, you know, now he um, just naturally, I I wasn't pushing anything on him, just naturally, he's like, yeah, like, you know, God is calling us to go and make disciples, God, you know, he's just like such a strong believer now. Um, And it's so it's so beautiful to see how like the word of God transforms people's lives. And like, you know, that's all that we have as you know, as children of God, as those who are called to make disciples, like we only have the word of God. And, you know, that's more than enough. Like you don't need anything else. You have the word of God. Um, so, yeah, 
it, like I said, it, it doesn't look very different on the mission field as it does here in the States. Yeah. Um, that's awesome that he brought that friend to you. And it's cool how God brings those people in our lives who it's under weird circumstances, <laughs> but um, how he just uses you. And back when you probably didn't think God could use you for anything. And here you are being appalled to a Timothy, you know, um, it's really cool. So our goal for Abide Bible Club is for families to be abiding in the Lord just as he abides in us. And I believe the greatest discipleship method God has designed is parenthood. Um, You know, Psalm 78, Deuteronomy 6, God commands parents to teach their children in the ways of the Lord. So what can you say to parents to encourage them to do that? Well, we're not parents, but (laughs) I work with kids um, in the public school system, and I can say that there's already enough kids being raised without the Lord, and which is really sad. Um, So, you know, God has called you to a great, a great work, and it's probably really hard and discouraging sometimes, but um, yeah, just keep teaching them the word because remember the word of God is just so powerful and it it can change anyone. And I've seen for myself, the word of God work in the the lives of children that, that don't come from believing households. So, you know, just keep doing that and keep praying for your children. I mean, like I said, we, we aren't parents, but, um, I, I pray for my my little cousins who, um, you know, their parents are not believers. And just by me praying for them and teaching them as much as I can when I'm with them about the Lord, uh, I've seen, um, you know, some fruit come out of it. Like I've seen God working in their little hearts. And I know that as they get older into adulthood, they're going to remember, um, you know, what they're going to remember, you know, God's word is going to keep speaking to them. So if you are a believer and you are raising your kids in the ways of the Lord, just keep doing that. You know, Um, I don't really know what else I can say. I feel like I'm not qualified (laughs) to answer that question. Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, yeah, it's true. We're not parents, but one of my Bible college uh, teachers once like just kind of threw a joke out there and he said something like uh, you know if you want to make more disciples and just have more kids or something like that and it's like (laughs) it's like it's funny but it's true like you know when when you have kids then you got to recognize right that like they're not saved like just because um, they're born in a Christian household like myself like they're not saved like they they are um, you know people in need of of their savior They're, they're in need of the gospel so yeah really neat way that God has provided for you know parents uh is that like they they do live with them day by day like you know those principles that we've talked about with the outsiders like you know show them Jesus like that applies even more so in in your household right because I'm I'm sure like even for her and I like we see um those areas of life where you know sometimes it's like oh I'm, I'm sorry like I've sinned you know but your kids are going to see that even more um so it's like you know show them jesus train them up in the ways of the lord you know teach them the word of god teach them what it's like to walk with god um and i guess the encouragement is like you know uh sometimes you are going to have those prodigals right like you know they're going to walk away uh, but pray for them uh 
like just at my church right like um a lot of the leaders like that their their lives are in examples of prodigals right like they were they were raised up in in the ways of god they completely left but like you know um one one uh specific story like our our senior pastor his mom just prayed and prayed and prayed like she was faithful to prayer and um you know he came back to christ and now he's uh, the pastor of a church right um so yeah like I think for parents and I'm not a parent either, but when your kids are worshiping with you, they see how much you care about the Lord and that it's valuable and that uh, he matters to you and that everyone's on the same team, you know? And so I think um, to see you worshiping the Lord is huge, especially at a young age um, that is instilled in them and just having your Bible open at home, praying together, um, the church isn't going to save your child. You know, it's daily, uh, choices that we make to point, um, people to the Lord, whether it's our children or, um, people we come into contact every day. Um, and so if you feel like giving up, don't, (laughs) uh, God's going to use it for his glory. Um, so we're on our last few questions here. There are probably those who feel called by the Lord to go to the mission field. What would you like to say to those people? Oof. Um, well, remember that it is scriptural. He, yeah. he, if he's put that on your heart, if that's on your heart, it's probably God putting it on your heart. And um, yeah, I would say for me, I was a, well, something I forgot to mention, you know, after I came back from Rwanda, the for, from that semester, and I went back for a month. And then I came back and I was like about ready to to just move there. And I didn't have the support of my church at the time. Like it was just a big church and it was hard, like I said, to get discipled in what God was calling me to. So I was like ready to move there. Um, but praise God, you know, he brought me to Rob Douglas, to his missions class, and then to that school of missions where I was able to receive more more training and equipping in long-term cross-cultural missions, right? So I would say that, you know, if you're still here, that you would look for an opportunity like that to get uh, trained up and and equipped because it's going to be so hard over there and you you need as much um, training up and equipping as you can get. And we do recommend, um, if you want to recommend where to get oh uh, yeah um, <laughs> I'll recommend it at the end um but you know for myself um it's a little bit of a, a harsher word uh just because you know I think of like Jonah um and I myself actually was kind of like Jonah you know I shared with you guys how um God had called me to be a missionary but actually I didn't um step into that right away uh I actually had my my, my Jonah moment because um, at the time when God called me to be a missionary, I was gonna, you know, like I had set in my mind that I was going to join the Navy. So, you know, when I came back from that trip, I actually did uh, enlist in the Navy. I like signed a contract. I swore into the military and all that stuff. And I was going to go to boot camp um, right after my, gra- my high school graduation. Um, but God had other plans. Like I said, God called me to uh, plant churches. And so in my mind, I was like, all right, like I- I'll do it, but you know, I'll, I'll do it after this. Like I'll, I'll do the Navy first and then I'll, I'll start doing that. But 
you know what happened to Jonah when God called him to go to Nineveh right he was like nah I'll go to the other side I'll, I'll you know I'll, I'll I'll take a boat straight to the other side of the world and like there was a shipwreck right Jonah had to go through the fish and uh, you know finally back into Nineveh um, so that's kind of what happened with me. I actually dislocated my shoulder, uh, during one of my, like, uh, uh, water polo games in high school. And, um, that was it. Like my contract with the Navy, it was weird. Like, you know, there's no other explanation to it besides God. Um, it like, you know, it, it all just kind of fell through and, um, like, yeah, like God was calling me out on my disobedience. Like if, if God has called you to, to be a missionary, if God has called you to do something, and you don't do it, then it is, in a sense, disobedience, or sorry, like sin, you know, it is disobedience, and is it is, in a sense, like sin, and, um, you know, that's what happened with Jonah, that's what kind of happened with me, um, so if that's going on with you, then I want to encourage you to, like, you know, just go back to what God has called you to do, like, don't, don't leave it behind, and, you know, I, I found for myself that, um when I went back to what God called me to do that's when I felt the most fulfilled in my life you know like there there is nothing else out there for me but to be in the will of God um and yeah back to what she was saying uh if you guys do feel that call uh to missions then you know um the the Calvary uh, sorry the Calvary School of Missions is a great place um you know if you are unsure of what missions looks like if you are unsure if God has really called you to do that then you know, at the Calvary School of Missions, we're, we're really going to just show you biblically what missions is. And, you know, then it's up to you whether or not like God has called you to, to, to do that. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And we'll put a link below the videos, or if you're listening on the podcast, we'll have it in the description so that you guys can check it out for yourself. Um, any final words or scriptures or prayer requests from you guys? final words um walk with god (laughs) that's always a a really uh uh, yeah that's that's the best thing you could do um you know john 15 5 just keep abiding in jesus you know because without him we can do nothing so if you're listening where wherever you are living wherever god has planted you just keep abiding in him yeah yeah, that's the safest place you could be, um, you know, spiritually, physically, just just be with God. Um, you know, whether you're here in the States, whether you're overseas, wherever you are, um, you know, just just walk with God. He's going to sustain you. He's going to take care of you. Right. Uh, he's going to be with you. Um, and yeah, just. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what else to say that that, that, that basically sums it up. Um, as far as uh, prayer requests, um, continue to pray for us as we <clears throat> get ready to um, move to the Middle East full time. We just came back from uh, a like two week trip. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were just kind of checking out the country where we feel God has called us to go, and uh, we feel like God confirmed it. Um, you know that is where we're gonna be moving. Um, so what that's gonna look like? We're gonna be you know. Um, basically entering that culture and transforming ourselves from the like outside in I guess I don't know from the inside out um to become like them uh so our first step is uh pretty basic pretty simple but very necessary uh we're gonna uh enroll into a language school and um be full-time uh Arabic students so uh 
yeah, we, we really believe that like there's um, no other way to reach the people if you're not, you know, one of them. So um, yeah, uh, continue to pray for that, that God would, uh, you know, just give us uh, supernatural language learning skills or something like that mm-hmm. so that, you know, we can do it. Um, and also for, uh, you know, finances, um, obviously when we're living out there, we can't work, we can't um, just really do anything just like legally. Um and so, yeah, we need, uh, we need uh, financial support in order to be able to uh, obviously go to that language school and to live there. Like, that, that is going to be our full-time job while we're there. Um, so there's that. Um, anything else? Yeah, you can just pray for, for those steps that we're taking to be able to move mm-hmm. over there for provision yeah. um, and just the emotional aspect of leaving behind our our families and yeah and I mean it's not just me and Brian that uh, are planning to move there we already have a friend that has moved over there Mm -hmm. and a couple of other friends are praying about moving over there and um, it's going to be a team you know and in the long run like our long-term vision is to plant a church there and make disciples there but the first step is learning language so you could just pray for all of that um the language the long-term vision um yeah yeah and are these friends from the calvary school of missions as well yeah they are yeah well i mean they're from like all over the states actually um but they yeah they all somehow heard about the scout the calvary school of missions and you know it's like we we found that that God has called us to similar things. And it's like, all right, let's do it. Yeah. And when do you guys leave to move there? Like when's your first day or month? Yeah. So right now we're, we're aiming for the spring, um, you know, this upcoming spring. Um, But if, you know, that doesn't work out then uh, maybe in the fall, but it just kind of has to line up with the, like the finances and also with the semesters that the language school has going on out there. Sure. And I know you probably said you don't know, but if you could ballpark an idea of a timeline of how long you'd be out there or just how long the Lord tells you yeah. to. Um, I mean, that's really hard because uh, as of now, we feel like the Lord has called us there, you could say, for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we've seen that that changes uh, very often uh, through different circumstances. Sometimes God just has a different work somewhere else or sometimes mm-hmm. there is persecution and we have to, you know, not be there anymore um and yeah so just long answer short i guess like for the rest of our lives until god says otherwise Mm. yeah yeah you guys are truly walking by faith you guys are true uh testimonies of what it means to live a surrendered life to the lord what what's going to be the last thing you're going to eat before you go there that's a good question. Uh, He's gonna eat tacos. Tacos for sure. Maybe I like chilaquiles or Chick Fil A. Mexican food, yeah. <laughs> oh, Chick Fil A is not Mexican, but yeah. yeah. Not not in and out or something. Nah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm a big Chick Fil A fan. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you guys will miss that. We'll have to ship it over to you guys somehow. Oh yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> have your friends who are coming later sneak some on a plane. Yeah. Yeah, potentially. (laughs) Yeah. My final question is, how can people get in touch with you or help be a prayer and financial partner? 
Yeah. Um, so you could, uh, if you want to get in touch with us, we would really love that. Um, you could email us to Reyes, R-E-Y-E-S at sgwm.com. Yeah. That's uh, our uh, email. And um, through there, if uh, you really want to, you know, uh, receive our monthly uh, like updates or newsletters, then uh, just go ahead and email us and let us know. And then we'll add you to that. Um, yeah. Uh, that's the best way. Yeah, that's the best way, I think. And then yeah. uh, even if you want to, uh, oh, I think uh, we can find you a, a link um, to be, if you want, if you feel like God is calling you to be a financial partner in that, um, and then we can, yeah, give it to Mari. Yeah. yeah, we'll put it below so that you guys can help them out with their language school and just preparing them for the rest of their lives, potentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you guys for being on here. Can we pray for you real quick? Yes. Please. Yeah. Lord, I pray for Brian and Andrea right now. And as they prepare for this last year being in the States for who knows how long, Lord, that you would provide uh, the means and the resources that they could uh, learn the Arabic language to be equipped and trained uh, to minister to these people who have no hope, who have no uh, knowledge of who you truly are. So Lord, bless them protect them and guide them and lead them in all things. And we pray for all those who are part of the school of missions all over the world, who are proclaiming your gospel, your good news to those who are lost. Um, we just ask that, uh, that more people who feel called to go would go and uh, that people here in the States would be more confident in sharing about you. Um, Lord, may all nations know who you are. Uh, just as you command us to do. May we be inspired to go and do something and not just wait for someone else to do it. Um, So Lord, thank you for having them on here today. May it bless and encourage those who are listening or watching right now and um, just bless their time over there. And we pray for the people who are going to, that they're going to come into contact with. Um, May their hearts be changed. May their lives be transformed. Um, May may who you are just penetrate their hearts and change them from the inside out, Lord. Um, We just ask that uh, everything would go according to your will and your way and your plan. Um, So Lord, may they continue to have their hands open and surrender, uh, just ready to receive what you have for them. Um, Thank you for bringing them together. Thank you for calling them to do this. And may we all live in obedience to you because you deserve all of it. You deserve our lives um, you deserve all the glory and praise. Thank you for who you are in saving us. Um, thank you for coming to rescue us from our sin. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You guys are awesome. You guys are just, uh, you guys, I don't know. I'm like, I wish I could be more like you guys. And I'm sure a lot of people listening are probably thinking the same thing, but that they can oh, I wish be I like you like guys. Too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, we'll have links below for you guys and um, please share this with people who are maybe interested in missions or just those who want to hear the, their story and what they're up to. But I know missionaries are always wanting to know that you're praying for them. So even if you're not, you know, feeling led to uh, give them any financial support, just email them saying you're praying for them. And I'm sure that'll yeah. the world to them. Yeah, that's Actually. a big Well, God bless you guys and have a wonderful day and God bless you on your big adventure with the Lord serving him over there. Thank you. Thank you so much.